0: I thought autism right away. I thought special needs right away. Just with the research, I did so much research and so much reading. And, you know, I didn't want to go down a Web MD hole. So I reached out to my primary care physician and they said he looked good on paper, which I didn't agree with. You know, the paper, sure. But real life, I know there's something different. Something's up.
1: Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast brought to you by Rocco Blue. The first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. On today's show, we'll be discussing loneliness, isolation, depression, and the Pathway Out. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host. Before I introduce you to our guest today, let me start by sharing the Naked Parent Nation offering. Naked Parent Nation is a worldwide community of parents and professionals raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share our naked truths, support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize that there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, be angry, or feel lack. We come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness so that the challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude and beauty and everything just as it is. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our families. We do this by living in the naked present moment one day at a time. So if you're ready to take back your life or just continue your journey of awareness and consciousness, then let me welcome you to Naked Parent Nation and the Naked Parent Podcast. On today's show, we have Sarah Haberl, who's a mom, wants to inspire others and remind them that they are not alone. Following her son's diagnosis in 2020, she felt alone and misunderstood Her circle became smaller and smaller, and she just felt safer at home. As her depression grew, she started isolating herself and her son. Committed to creating a better life, she started making small positive steps on a daily basis. Little by little, she got stronger and stronger. Light started coming back into her family's life, leading her to a family leadership training program at the University of Iowa. Sarah, did I get that right? Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. And and yes, you did. It was a very lonely road at first, but we're making positive steps and we're getting back out there.
1: That's awesome. So 2020, you got the diagnosis. How old is your son at that point?
0: He was Two, when he got his diagnosis, he turned two in February of 2020. And I I started reaching out and I started going forward with trying to get the diagnosis in 2019. Because at the end of 2019 and probably November, December, I started seeing really big signs and really big keys. But it wasn't until October of 2020 I actually got the official diagnosis and it was a battle. It was hard.
1: Were the signs clear or were like what kind, can you recall some of the things that you were seeing that didn't seem right?
0: So what didn't seem right is he wasn't talking and I noticed a bunch of aggression, not just to other people, but to himself. And he was hitting his head on the walls and the floor and he was screaming so loud. And you just, I couldn't figure out why he was screaming and you know why he didn't really have words. He said, mom, but that was the only word he had, which I felt was kind of, you know, normal ish, you know, he has older brothers who talk for him. And, (laughs) and mom just knows what he's trying to communicate. But the aggression and the heightened squeals, and then um, with, you know, social isolation, he didn't want to play with other kids. He didn't want people to touch his stuff. He isolated himself from everybody else and just wanted to sit away. He just wanted to be away. And between the aggression and the social isolation, I just felt that there was something more there.
1: And so this wasn't your first uh, journey as a mom?
0: I am a bonus mom to two wonderful children. Trevin, he will be 19 at the end of April and Traden just turned 14 in January. What's came- a bonus mom mean? I did not birth them. Oh. <laughs> I love them so much. And uh, my husband had full custody when we got together 11 um, years ago. So I've kind of fulfilled the spots where mom wasn't there. You know, mom, you know, we split weekends. So, so Monday through Friday and then our weekends, they were with me. And then the other weekends they were with their mom. So I. I'm a bonus mom and Yeah.
1: That's awesome. But this was your first time with at that age. Yes. Seeing a 1-year-old and but it just seemed like something was off.
0: Yes. And then just when he we said his name, like he wouldn't really address us. There was no eye contact. He did more with me because I'm mom and I'm safe place, but if anybody were to say his name, they would, he would just not look at him. So we had his hearing tested several times.
1: And are you thinking special needs at this point? Or are you just not sure? Where's your head at at this time?
0: I thought autism right away. I thought special needs right away. Just with the research, I did so much research and so much reading. And, you know, I didn't want to go down a WebMD hole. So I reached out to my primary care physician and they said he looked good on paper, which I didn't agree with you know, the paper, sure. But real life, I know there's something different. Something's up.
1: Did they give you referrals to where you needed to go? Or was that a bit of a struggle? Or how did that go?
0: That was a struggle. I literally fought tooth and nail and I demanded and I demanded and then Finally, I got a referral to an ear, nose and throat, even though we had had already done the hearing tests, we had already, you know, done all the paper tests. So we went and did another one. And that ear, nose and throat specialist said, your son can hear. The test was inconclusive because he doesn't like things on his head or his ears. He's one of his diagnosis is sensory processing disorder. So he is not a fan of things on his head They could never get a conclusive test, but the ear, nose, and throat specialist in April of 2020 confirmed my son is not deaf. My son can hear and asked me what I wanted. And I said, I would just really love a referral because I truly believe in my heart. My son has autism and nobody is listening to me. And she said, that she cannot diagnose because that's not her specialty. But she said she wouldn't doubt that I wasn't wrong. She felt like I was right because she'd seen it so many times. So she gave me that referral and I sent it to blanks in Des Moines and I called every day and I said, the minute you can get my son in, I will be there. I will take off that morning and I will be there. It's about an hour and a half drive. And I called every day. My appointment wasn't until January of 2021, 2022. Called every day and eventually October 26th, 2020, I got in.
1: Wow. I just want to like highlight this for the parents that are listening out there, because this is such a common story and pediatricians are saying delay and parents are leaving with a little bit of hope, knowing that it doesn't feel right. But And then years pass and I don't know why people are making it so difficult but it seems like we need to highlight that if you know that there's something with your child that does right, that you have to do whatever it takes to get that referral, to get a specialist to talk to. So I'm glad that you make are making a point because it's a huge step in this process of becoming a parent of a special needs child and and giving them what they need to thrive.
0: Yeah. And I don't think we would be with, where we are today with him and how far he has grown without that quick pushing and, and that diagnosis at an early age, I just truly do not believe that he would be where he's at today without that diagnosis. And like you said, if you feel it, push for it, do not take no for an answer. You just need to have a lot of pivots and a lot of, a lot of movement into the right direction.
1: Yeah. So your world's rocked. You're a new mom, which rocks every woman's world, maybe postpartum, maybe not. I don't know. That was a story for my kid's mom. And then you get the special needs diagnosis. You know, atomic bomb number two enters the picture, depression, isolation, all that stuff. What did life become for you in that place and time?
0: So not only were we isolated because 2020, you know, COVID, everything, but when we could start going out with people, you know, and we'd get invited to things, all I could think of is, okay, is Tatum going to have a reaction? Is something going to go wrong that we're going to have to leave? So we just didn't go. And I felt like I was pulling myself away from who I was because I'm a very social person. I'm a very active person, even walks. I couldn't, you know, unless he was in a stroller we couldn't do walks because I didn't know if he was going to have a moment where I didn't understand him and he was going to smack his head on the concrete. Mm. So grocery shopping, anything like that, I had to call in my orders or I had to take time to just go by myself. I couldn't take him because it was just too much, you know? And when I'm in the grocery store or shopping with him, when he's having a meltdown, the looks are just absolutely astronomical. And I had somebody actually confront me about my child and how I don't discipline my child. (laughs) Those were just some hard things for me. Prior to having Tatum, I was a a personal fitness instructor. I taught fitness classes. Well, you know, my husband works nights and you can't get a babysitter for a special needs child with a communication barrier because it's anxiety. At that point, I couldn't, you know, he wasn't there and I felt like I was setting him up for failure. And so it was just, you know, I had to be with him all the time. I needed to make sure he was taken care of properly. I needed to make sure his needs and wants were met. And my life just got put on hold. And that's what you do as a mom, as a parent, as a dad. Like, you put your life on hold for your children. And I think that people telling me, well, when I had a child, I did this. Okay, Okay. cool, Karen, I'm glad you could do those things. But my child comes first. So I'm not just gonna take him and put him in a situation that's not good for either of us.
1: Yeah, that's about just as fun as you know, all kids with autism are geniuses, you know, like, well, my son's eating his own feces, you know, I always love that one. It's a very lonely time. And the other thing is, yes, you do it as a parent, that's your job. But Every minute of every day, having to be on is so overwhelming. It's almost impossible to do um, without going absolutely batshit crazy. How did you make it through that time period?
0: Um, I kind of just, I read, I bought myself a treadmill and I did my workouts at home. Um, I just, I tried to do other things you know, take some time for for myself. Um, and then I started reaching out to my friends and I, I worked it out with my husband and I'm like, you know, I'm leaving, you can't have anything going on. <laughs> um, because I, I had tried sitters and they didn't work. So either my husband, myself or my mom, or my in-laws, they were were the primary tribe for my son. Um, but I set it up once a month. I was going out for an hour and a half, you know, with my girlfriends. I'm able to talk to them. Um, that was early on. Now it's more frequent. Now it's probably once every other week, you know. Um, I just I have to make that time to to get out there and be that person I was. You know, motherhood changes you but you still need your time because you cannot give from an empty cup. And then if you do, if you keep giving and giving and giving, and you do not take that time to relax or do something once a week for you, you will go crazy. I went crazy. My husband will tell you, I went crazy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I always cringe when the parent says, I just, I can't, or I, there's no time or there's nobody because I understand the challenge and I understand that, there's nobody, but I also understand that it's not sustainable. Oh. So you have to figure out something. It sounds like you're starting to figure out more things that you can do now than you did kind of in the middle of COVID. Is that right?
0: Yes. COVID was a hard year for me. I'm a full-time worker. I also have, you know, two children and a child with special needs. So I have three, three children altogether, wow. um, two that can kind of do their own thing. And one that needs me all the time, but I had lost three daycares because of his behaviors. He couldn't function, you know, he couldn't get his point across. So I lost three daycares in 2020 in the midst of the diagnosis and the depression. So I was very fortunate. The daycare I currently have has a brother on the spectrum and currently has a diagnosis for her son on the spectrum. So I wanna highlight that, you know, having that daycare and then having it be consistent and having him have a great rapport to her, now I get sitters. I mean, it just, it took a while for him to get there, but but like you said, it's so important to be able to do things for you that you just, you have to find that. But I did wanna highlight that if you've lost daycare, it's opening another door for you and you will find somebody that is perfect for your child.
1: Is losing a daycare a nice way of saying that they weren't able to accommodate your son?
0: I was told to find other places, you know, because my son would hit his head on the wall or hit his head on the floor or throw things as he was trying to get his point across that he was too destructive and a a danger to himself or others. I was given a 30-day notice or something like that.
1: (laughs) And so... It's hard to lose the support, and it's also hard to have your child not be accepted, right?
0: Yeah, and that really broke me down because I just didn't understand how people, you know, child care providers, I get having a child with autism can be hard and trying. I truly understand that, but I don't get how care providers don't have the compassion in their heart. And I'm not trying to say anything bad about them, but it, I, I, this yeah. is how I felt at the time was yeah. people taking care of my children or my child. They don't have the compassion to learn and to try with us. They just want to drop him yeah, um, without even giving him a chance. And he is the sweetest boy. He gives the best hugs, the best kisses. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't understand that they didn't give him a chance to adapt. Yeah. Um, And
1: it's so hard because especially now with the growing number of people that are born today, born on the spectrum, if everybody says no, what are we doing for such a large portion of our population? And as parents, obviously it hurts us and we don't have the support and it hurts our feelings, you know, but it doesn't work from a society perspective if we can't care for this mm -hmm. large population of people. So, yes, it's just such a tough situation. And I'm sorry that you had to go through it. And but it does push us to new and hopefully better places. Where's life today? How's life today?
0: Life is great. Tatum is five. He turned five in February. He can count to 20, say all his ABCs. He can read. Wow. He doesn't, he doesn't speak a lot. He speaks a lot more than he used to, which is a weird way to describe it, (laughs) but I know he can read because in parts of the book, he'll start saying it, or I have cards of dinosaurs, and he says Ankylosaurus, so he can say say that as good as he can, I understand it. He knows all the planets in the solar system in their order. And what they look like,
1: wow. and
0: he'll tell you if you have them wrong. <laughs> wow, we have been with our daycare uh, since September of twenty one, and like I said, her her brother's on the spectrum, and he just turned twenty. Her son was just diagnosed, so we have a great support system there. My friends are supportive, and they understand if, hey, it's a bad day, can we bring lunch to go to my house? Or, you know, we'll uh-huh. take it to the park and let Tatum play. So I have people getting me out and about. I work my full-time job for the county here. And I'm actually back in college. And, you know, <laughs> we're so exciting. Yeah, our oldest boy who will be 19 in April bought a house at the beginning of March. So wow. we've, we've had quite a good time. Just we got the communication device, which I feel helped spark Tatum's talking because he was able to push the button over and over and over and over again. And then he was getting those words down. So I think that those communication devices are truly beneficial. So if anybody is against it because you don't think your child will talk, I will say it was a game changer for us. And he talks more now. We still have the communication device, but he doesn't use it that much. He's He works on his words. And if there's a word he's struggling with, like I said, he'll, he'll push that button over and over and over. And it's just amazing, you know, (laughs) it's just, it's just amazing. He knows what a door wall is.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. You know, and I want to highlight the contrast from you and your family now to 2020, because depression can be debilitating. You know, when your feet feel stuck in the mud and you don't see any light in sight, it's no joke. And it's easy to get stuck in those situations and if you're not making steps you're going to stay and it just gets darker and darker and so you're like a testimony of what happens when you take action steps despite how you're feeling and it sounds like you're in a completely different place today than then so I hope the listeners are picking up on this, that sometimes you have to take action steps, even when you're not feeling that great, so you can get to a new place. Does that sound right?
0: That sounds right. I feel like I've benefited from all my steps that I've taken, all the learning I've done. Like you said, leadership. I was chosen for the program because here in Iowa, we have regional autism programs partnership representatives so rap representatives and my rap representative saw how passionate I was about autism and awareness and acceptance and I ran a fundraiser last year and we're doing it again this year Um, so, so I ran a fundraiser last year and I was able to donate money to the hospital and my rap representative recommended me for this because throughout this leadership we find some gaps whether it's Iowa gaps whether it's Whether it's community, like my county, or all of Iowa, or the whole world, we're looking for gaps for anybody with disabilities, our children. So I'm coming up with a community service project for my area to do social-emotional regulation and classes and educate people as far as daycares, summer camps, whatever. Anybody that'll listen to me, I'm doing it.
1: (laughs) Wow, that's awesome. And you're uniquely qualified for the position, and- And you seem like you'd be amazing at it. So it's like they got the right person. But just rewinding back a minute, you got the diagnosis. Did that qualify you for services um, once you got the diagnosis?
0: Yes. So um, after we saw the ear, nose and throat specialist, I requested speech and speech therapy right away. Our insurance denied it. But I still pushed for it and we got the appointments. So my husband and I are paying fifteen hundred dollars a month out of pocket. Wow. For it. After we got the diagnosis, it was covered. We're able to put our child on a secondary insurance because of his autism diagnosis. And our insurance paid a portion paid the majority of it. And then the secondary insurance covered the rest. So that was nice. But I did for April. So May, June, July, August. So seven, eight months, I paid $1,500 out of pocket to have those services once a week for one hour for my son.
1: And your proponent that early intervention has been a positive piece in your son's life?
0: Absolutely. I tell anybody, if you have a speculation and you aren't happy with what your primary care physician says, Keep trying. Keep going. You know, you are that child's parent. You understand your child better. Um, having that early diagnosis opened so many doors for your child. My son was able to go to school the month he turned three and he's been in school for two full years now almost. And then those four months in twenty twenty one. So him being at school, I think, has benefited him. All those services through occupational therapy, feeding therapy, speech therapy. It is so beneficial. So I just want to tell everybody not to give up because it's worth it for your child. Anything is worth it.
1: That's amazing. It sounds like he's grown so much in, in this period of time. So what do you say to somebody that is kind of in that depressed State that doesn't really see light in sight. Did you have to teach your friends how to be so supportive, or do you just have like a good group of people around you? I mean, it sounds like you have a nice setup. Like, what do you say to somebody who doesn't feel like they have a a support system? How do you get started on that path?
0: I am very fortunate that my friends wanted to learn, probably because I talked about it all the time. But I would say, There's community groups on Facebook a lot of times. There is partnerships with hospitals. Um, Here we have the Heartland AEA. They have groups of parents. You can kind of put some stuff out there. I think first thing is just really kind of accepting the diagnosis because being in denial doesn't help with finding friends. And being open and open-minded to other, other people and just kind of saying, you know, I understand that you think that I have changed and I have, but this is what I was presented and, and just really trying to help them see you're still the person you were, you just have a special needs child and that can't, that doesn't always allow to do weekend trips in Vegas or, or anything like that, but you're still wanting to get out there and be with your friends. So that's a hard one. (laughs)
1: yeah well no i think you're you're setting the example for us so i appreciate that what's something that you're excited about as it relates to raising your unique son
0: i am excited to see him grow every day i used to cry over things that i i like pre-grieved for things that when i got the diagnosis that he was non-verbal i thought i'd never hear my son say i love you he tells me i love you mom all of the time so we celebrate we celebrate little wins every day i just am excited to see him grow i think he's going to be an astronaut or a marine biologist or something because he loves the water he loves the universe and i am it i'm just so excited about everything you know every little goal like i said we we celebrate big wins around here we celebrate Counting to 20. I mean, we make a big deal out of little things or things other people think are little, but they're like Mount Everest to our children. Yeah. We celebrate them. We go all out. I get blooms, confetti.
1: <laughs> I love it. You have such positive vibrations coming from you. So you're going to, the people that you come in contact with are so lucky to have you in their community. Your kid's so lucky to have such a cool mom. It's a new question I've been asking, but how can we create a better world for our special needs community?
0: I think pushing positivity. I think pushing kindness. We do a lot of kindness campaigns in my community, and I will say that our, our community has been great. Our small community here, I think pushing that positivity, that kindness and, you know, when people say rude or mean things and you just want to fire back at them, just give them kindness. Give them give them, you know, give them a smile and say, you know, I, I understand and and just treat them with kindness. Don't treat fire with fire. We've, yeah. we've put out fires with water and just think of your kindness as water. And even though you might want to say something, you just be kind and people will understand that, you know, amongst this adversity, you are still finding the positivity and you are still being gracious and kind.
1: I love that. I love <laughs> that. It's not always easy in the moment, but if we yeah. talk about it, maybe we can be prepared so that when it does come, we we've uh, scripted how we want to handle it rather than just Kind of snapping. Yes. Um, you spoke a little bit to this, but what do you do to care for you? How do you care for you so that you're, you have that full cup for your child? What are some things that people can do? What are you doing? Can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: So I run half marathons. So I, I wow. get on my treadmill, I lift my weights, I box. Um, so those are the physical aspects that I do. But I also like to sit back and read when I get home from work, rather than getting sucked into the internet and TikTok, I try to put my phone on the charger, and if I want some news, I'll read the newspaper, or like I said, I'll read, I'll do make bracelets, just anything to keep my hands busy that just feels like some sort of fulfillment to myself. It has been very nice and helpful.
1: I love that. I've often said that fitness for me is kind of like my psychiatrist, and i feel that like i don't know if it's the endorphins or whatever it is but if i'm if i'm feeling down fitness is a place i can go to feel better i'm not saying that it covers all the bases but it's one of the the key components of that i need to keep consistent in my life so i'm glad that you brought that up i wish that for everybody that's Everybody on the planet, I actually, you know, I wish that we can all do something active each day. But if you're struggling and you're not eating healthy and you're not exercising, it's like it's a spiral. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. Endorphins make you happy, like you said. Um, There's a lot in the food we eat. We could go on, 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 on about that. But there's a lot of stuff in the food we eat that, causes a chemical imbalance. So eating those good nutritious foods helps you feel better, helps you think clear, helps your body work better and you don't feel sluggish. So you yeah. hit it right on the head there. There's just, there's just so many things out there that I wish were available to everybody or everybody felt like they could, you know, you hear a lot of there's not enough time. There's not, it's expensive, but there are ways. And I, like I said, you said, uh, I wish that for everybody. I, I wish it was cheaper to, to be healthy, you know, I feel like that's the best medicine. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's be happy <laughs> and yeah. healthy.
1: We do like a lightning round where you give like a one word to one sentence answer to more questions just so we can get more of your, your expertise. Are you up for it?
0: Sure. Let's do it.
1: Okay. What's the best advice you have received?
0: Don't set your child up for failure.
1: What online course topic would you sign up for today if it was available?
0: I'm on. I'm in college already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say uh, uh, social emotional regulation. That's what my topic's on for my stuff.
1: Nice. Do you have a top resource or recommendation to share with other parents?
0: Ask is a good resource for autism here. I don't. The compass website, which I can give to you. I don't know it off the top of my head, but that website here has from XYZ on autism.
1: Okay, well, maybe send that to us and we'll put it in the show notes of uh, if you think of it, because
0: I will email it to you.
1: Awesome. What's the next thing on your list that you want to add for your individual well-being?
0: For my individual well-being, I would like to do a fitness competition because I wanted to do that. I was preparing to do that. And then I found out I was pregnant.
1: What do you mean by fitness competition?
0: A bodybuilding one.
1: Oh, cool. Oh, you're a strong girl.
0: I've been known to be strong.
1: Nice. Awesome. (laughs) What's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it?
0: If I had more time at home, I think it would improve my life.
1: Do you have a favorite product that you use for yourself or your child or family that you just love and couldn't live without?
0: I get really bad allergies and there's this thing on Amazon, you can fill it up with water and put it in your freezer and then you just rub it on your face. And it feels so good. Awesome. It's, it's very nice. That's for me. Um, for my family, I will say Claritin.
1: Awesome. <laughs> they don't like the,
0: they don't like the cold stuff.
1: Awesome. So yeah. I I want to thank you for taking the time. Thank you for sharing the vulnerabilities of the the struggles of being a, a special a parent of a special needs child and then the successes and how what life can be like if you put in the effort. Just in closing, from what we've talked about or just what's on your heart, what do you say to the parents out there in Naked Parent Nation who are listening?
0: Naked Parent Nation, I love you. I feel all of your pain, your happiness, your sorrows, because I am you. And there are more of you out there. And it's just so hard to be vulnerable. But it is okay to be vulnerable.
1: Sarah, thanks for taking the time to be with us. I wish you and your family all the best blessings that you deserve and a great rest of your day and i hope we can stay friends and touch base down the road
0: i look forward to that thank you chad
1: all right thanks sarah bye bye this concludes our show for today and i'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts if you'd like to be part of the naked parent nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed There's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes, and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long.